Welcome to episode two, season two, three. We're on episode three. We're on episode three? Yeah. What happened on episode two? Cassie and Dave came. What was episode one? We just started. No. Anyhow, welcome to episode three, season two. I've got it. I'm on point. Of We Have a Microphone. And despite our best efforts of moving around country to country and traveling, we still have this microphone. Which people forget we did take on the road for like nine months of not having a fixed address. Yep, and I don't think we used it. <laughs> we did the entire time we carried it with us. I know, right? Yeah, and then we took it on a cruise ship a couple of times, maybe. We did, and I don't think we used it there, right? No, no we did. We did a whole episode. We with had the an fog. episode from a cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the foghorn was in the background. We set up a little I table. Was, I was also informed that we had a repeat cocktail, which is my problem. What was I, it? It was the Corpse Reviver number two. Apparently we drank that twice. Are we, are we um, sure that this cocktail isn't a repeat? I don't think it's going to be a repeat. But I will get on that right now. Oh Yeah, let's get on that. So, yeah, this is the segment where I, I waste time. And a lot of people come to me, like a lot of people, and they ask, you know, what are your keys to success for having, like, a top-rated podcast? Which this is clearly one of the best podcasts in the world. And I tell them, first of all, it's consistency. You know, you shouldn't have large gaps in your episodes. And also careful editing and high sound quality. So these are, like, all the hallmarks of a great show. And uh, I like to feel like we here at Wham Show try to always be consistent. We're ABC, always be consistent. (laughs) And edited, that's a D, edited. Um, yeah, I know that that's not true. So, Michael was making a cocktail over there. That was the end of that bit. I thought that was going to take a bit longer. It's coming, it's coming. No, I know. No, I'm not saying you're going fast. I just thought I'm going to make this joke and it'll be funny and I'll keep winging on it. Um, but as everybody knows, our strict rule is that this podcast. Well, I guess, okay, no, but for real, people ask, what the hell's the concept? That is, uh,. That it, that is a that is a question we get, and they they wonder why we don't edit. And I feel like basically the mo for this is it's like what it, it, this is the same as hanging out with us. So we just talk some bullshit and we drink. <laughs> we know things and we drink, uh, like Tyrion Lannister. Um, that was a great pop culture reference, I know. Uh, yeah, so that's this. Maybe we should just rename this whole co- uh, show. We we drink and know things. Um, we'll but yeah, if we lose our microphone, well, you're right. Then we wouldn't be able to share our knowledge. So I guess that is the most important part. Uh, no, but if we're, it's like it's like uh, Hampton and Michael Verite is the deal. Um, hey, a cocktail just arrived. I see here we are. Uh, this is up, this served up in a beautiful martini glass, but a coupe style, because we don't do those sharp edges around here. Um, it seems to have, like, a lovely kind of bourbon-y flavor, or a color, but it's got, like, a little lighter, so I'm guessing we have, I'm guessing this is gin with, like, sweet vermouth based off the color. And then, okay, there is a uh, lime peel kind of sitting on the edge. So, Michael, thank what, you, what do we have? Thank you for that wonderful description. Let's Cheers. Is, and let's yeah. take a sip. Okay, yeah, let's see. Mm. That's lovely. Okay, so what am I getting? I'm getting some earthy flavors here. It's certainly spirit forward. What? Why are you laughing at no, me? No, no, this is a great description. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like there is some sort of mezcal or tequila in this. Yep. Maybe so, a Luxardo. So it's called the Sportsando. Or it's the what? A, a variation on the Sportsando. Sport. Sportsando. Sportsando. So it's a music term. I feel like this is something that um, we can come to in a second. Sportsando. S F O R Z A N D O. Sportsando. What language is that? That is Italian. Sportsando. S F. Sportsando. Yeah. Well, other languages so have what it stuff what it has is uh, it's rye, um, a mixture of a really strong rye and a bourbon actually, um, and then I have a a bit of mezcal. Bit of Benedictine and a bit of dry vermouth, yeah, topped off with yeah. some chocolate bitters and then a lime. I feel like the combination of mezcal, chocolate bitters, and lime goes really well together. Mm. Um, and then the, I think those are the stars of the drink. And then, um, yeah, stirred and served up. So Sportsando, yeah, it's a music term. It's Google says it's a real term. So yeah. And it means very, very strong. Sorry. I should have. No, it's with sudden emphasis. Oh, okay. So that's... or uh, And you can use it in a non-music-y uh, way. Yeah. Apparently. Just like any time that there's sudden or marked emphasis. I realized this the other day when... So my parents were in town, and we played a trivia game, and one of the trivia categories was music terms in Italian. And I thought they were pretty common knowledge, but... Nope. Apparently not. Forte so, means strong. Right, and so obviously you can see the root of forte, F-O-R-Z, like oh. Roma Forza, like that's a, I think that's like a party in Italy. What? Forza Roma, isn't that a, or maybe that's a chant that the football team uses. Well, it's maybe it's Forza Italia, and I don't know if it's a right-wing party, I think it was Berlusconi's party, wasn't it? Anyway. Is this like Forza, the racing game? There's no S on the yeah, see, you don't know video game. Practices. I don't know video people games. out there are like, whoa! I know, the longest I know, video game I know world politics. You know video games. No, no, Michael, your level of world politics here was a, a a fellow EU member. Where I don't know, maybe it's a political party or a football that's, team or that's, a chance. That's more than what you knew. And then I think it's all three. You just grabbed the only uh, Italian political name that anybody knows. It was probably Berlusconi. But I know, I think Forza Italia is a kind of a right-wing party, and I know Berlusconi's kind of right-wing. I feel like it was an educated guess, at the very least. Hmm. It's got me far so far. I know. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check that one. Yeah. Forza. Emphasis Italy? I think Forza means strong. Yeah, but Sforzando... Sforzando is like... Obviously, it's not it's literally the same word... It's a derivative of Forza. All right, we're looking up. Forza. Look, looking Look up, up Forza Italia. Look up Forza Italia. Do it right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wait, you're the one. Sforza. F-O-R-Z-A. Sforza. No, not with an S. This is just Forza. Well, why do you think they're related? Because one has just an S on the beginning. Forza yeah. Italia. What is it? Forward Italy. Forward. So forward. Hmm. And yeah, Bellasconi was the leader. Right? Oh, okay. Right, like, so we son just of a high five. Um, Got to narrate. Yeah. So thanks for the thanks for the extended apology. Right and uh, if anybody else is like, if this is your first time listening to the show, we just want to say welcome. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to get better. Nope. Nope. So we've just been eight minutes talking about 
arguing about maybe an Italian word, maybe. Not maybe an Italian Sorry. word. It is an Italian word. I'll give it to Michael. Yes. Okay, so if for those keeping track on your scorecards, everybody take, one, take out your workbook and mark down the th- to Michael and yeah. zero to Hampton. Um, so yeah, what do you want to talk about this uh, episode? Well, we can talk about our, our trip. Right, we took a trip in between last episode. Yeah, we went to to France and to England. We did. Why did we? Well, go let's to we can just, we yeah, can just that, move that on from trip. there. That's pretty much. Pretty much wraps up. Go on, Hampton. Why, why? Why did we go on this trip? Well, we went on for well. Part of it was my birthday, and part of it was his dad's birthday. Yeah. So I turned thirty-five, and Michael's dad, uh, or as I call him, Papa, uh, turned Papa. sixty. Papa. Uh, he turned sixty, so we went for like a schmancy dinner there. And what did we do in Paris? Well, we went for a dinner, a nice dinner. It was nice. Yeah. We did. Nice, we we had a good time. We did. We went. It's what it, okay, so people have been uh, getting mad at me at work because I am cavalier about the travel we've done. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, we just went around in Paris, and then we just went to London, and then we went to Cambridge and, like, saw Michael's parents. Like, I don't know, like, hey, like, we have some friends that are, like, planning a trip to Africa, and, like, last year they were in, like, Southeast Asia, and, like, we're hanging out with elephants, and they're, like, friends that don't do a lot of stuff. And, like, we just pretty much go back to the same big cities and, like, eat delicious yeah. food and drink delicious cocktails and hang out. And it's awesome. It's how I want to spend my vacation, right? But it's not like, you know. I mean, I understand the privilege that I have in my life to be able to do these. Like, yeah. most people don't get to do this. But it also doesn't change, like, if somebody's asking me, like, how was your trip? I'm like, it was lovely. We hung out in Paris. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, it doesn't, I'm not, I, I, didn't, was... I didn't choose it because I'm like, my life is different now. Like, I have done, yeah. done it. Yeah, and, and I think the yeah, there's also this was kind of this wasn't like a oh like our trip to Tokyo was mm. the first time we've been there. It was very had a lot different. to say about it the first time, right? Yeah. And then you go and do things, so many like, weird things to tell them about, right? But. Whereas this time, like it was a family trip, so we went to Cambridge yeah. to see my family and like hung out with family a lot, and then you know we've been to Paris a bunch, and it's one of our nice relaxing spots. So well, also a whole other subject is like, well, I kind of like did a good chunk of work during it. Like, not going to meetings or anything, I just was like... Because you got the internet and shit, and, like, i just, like, be on my computer and, like, work on stuff. Like, yeah, be around. Um, which, people are like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, you know, take a vacation. And I was like, this isn't... Like, it's a trip, and, like, I like my job enough that I don't have any urge to stop. Like... I just don't know what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Like, well, then, so we'd be, it would be awesome. We'd, like, hang around our Airbnb. Like, we're all places to sit, but <laughs> teeny tiny. But, like, you know, lay on the bed on their laptop, like, chat with some people. You know, friends, colleagues, basically, catch up with them. Like, look up some stuff I've been meaning to do. I don't know. And then, like, we'd, like, maybe do something in the morning, then, you know, go out for dinner, and then hang out all night, and then... Yeah do it again it just it's like what i want to do i didn't want to sit there like not doing that right and a couple of less. i think i think so a couple of studies have come out recently that said the value you get from a vacation doesn't really change if you use your phone a little bit or like check your emails a little bit um and it's also peaks around day eight of your mm. vacation apparently like 
on the eighth day, that's the maximum you're ever going to get out of a vacation in terms of like relaxing before you come back to work. Um, but yeah, I think also taking a vacation is the ability not to be available at all times in some ways. Right, which I freedom. didn't have to be. Right. So then I think that's like the vacation in some ways. It's like I can be around if I want to be because I enjoy my work, but right. also I don't have to be. But then, I can like, go out for dinner and yeah. go to a cocktail bar at 3 p.m. And but, Yeah, and I guess like if something did happen, like something really bad where I could have helped, like in a short-term kind of way, yeah. like I would have, but like I wouldn't have felt... It would I would have just made me feel good like because I could have helped. Not like, uh, they'll require me. Like if they didn't reach right. me, that's... Yeah, maybe it's like you get to go, like, part way off. I don't know. I think it just depends on... I mean, I think once a year I do want to do more of a vacation where I'm just, like, not available. I know. We need to we need to start planning that. Actually, send us your ideas. So we've now got Rhode Island on the list. <laughs> um, where nobody can hear you scream, yeah. Rhode Island. And then I was trying to think of other places. And I think Louisiana slash New Orleans is definitely on my list. Um, but these aren't places that I would go out of contact these are all places uh, that, like... Wait, what's a place you want to... Oh, like Iceland or Greenland or something? No, no, it'd be, like, a weird island or a cruise ship or something. Those uh, are when I go, yeah, like, kind of, like... Like, when I'm... When it is forced that I Okay, maybe maybe you should just give up your phone. I mean, maybe, but why would I do that? Because you're saying you want to go to a place where you can't... Well, another one is, like, rent a cabin in the woods kind of thing. Mm. Just for, like, a weekend or something where just, like, legit there's yeah. no cell service and you're, like... Which would be fine. I just want to force myself a little bit to have a window where I just have to get myself in the um moment. Yeah. Um. Um. The um moment where I'm like, okay, nobody can get me. My parents could all be dead. Nobody's going to reach me. Yeah. Because that's immediately what I think of. Right. No one ever wants to call other than... I don't know. What do you think when your parents call? I'm like, well, who's dead? Uh, probably not. Probably not the phone that's calling me. Yeah. So I can start there, but, you know... The list of who might might be dead is long. Everyone than else, that. yeah, yeah. Anybody, I got, I got family. You know, could just horrible accidents. I don't know. Somebody's got cancer. I th- I, but I, yeah, I guess I feel that. I think your parents call more than my parents call me. Mm. So I, I think I'm more justified in my fear. Well, you've only. I mean, you got one left, basically. I got one left. Well, you've got one left. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I also have my aunt. Something could bad could happen there. Yeah. I got true. I got nieces and shit. Like. Yeah. We got like I got dogs. My parents got dogs. Oh, that's true. Pretty old dog. Yeah, you, that's definitely gonna be a phone call. Oh yeah, that would be. Oh a phone gosh. Call. So when I first met Michael, he loves a story. I know. Gets, gets Hampton, Hampton tells it a lot. I don't think I've told on the podcast. Do I have? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. Um, so when I first met Michael, it was eight years ago. Yep. Okay. I have to look at him because he knows numbers. Is it? Yeah. It's about eight and a half. Eight and a half. So we're coming up on nine. I'm gonna round up. No. Wait, you met me eight and a half years ago. We're coming up on our eighth year of marriage. I don't care about marriage. It's when I met you. Oh, okay. We yeah. got really serious really quick for some reason. And I, he was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not crazy near dogs. And he's like, looks at me like, I don't know if I can make this work. Yeah. Um, it's like the I, worst thing when someone you're like, just getting to know says, I don't really care about dogs. Yep. It's like the, like... It's, it's the it's, worst it, thing to happen it, to you. It, it's like almost confessing, like, "Oh, I don't really care about drinking," or like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really like." I don't like food. Yeah, I don't like eating. Food. Or like, yeah, if someone's just like super into Soylent and shit, mm. I'm like, um, deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. But they'd have abs, probably. 
I yeah See, yeah, yeah maybe. So you saying because you don't like dogs, you also would have had abs? Nope. There you no, go. No, no. So that's different then. Okay, I'll accept someone who drinks Soylent. I still won't okay. accept someone who doesn't like dogs. Well, you have <laughs> me for a while now. Uh, okay, so I first met him and he's like, yeah, my parents have dogs. And he like looks really sad. He's like, but one of them's really old. And he, we were like hanging out for the summer. And he's like, I don't think... Cooper's gonna make it till the fall. This was like May. I don't know if Cooper's gonna make it till the fall, so I had to say goodbye and it was really hard. And I, I just think and I'm like, oh, how old is Cooper? Like seven or <laughs> back then or something. It must I have don't been. know. I I never know how old dogs are supposed to be. Because some dogs can go forever. Right, to like eighteen, nineteen, I think. Or is that cats? I don't know. Some of them go into the late teens, and some of them like don't even hit ten. And I don't understand. I think it's like a breed thing, and I think well, larger it's like dogs. People though also sometimes that's have true. variable that's amounts true. that they survive. But like survive. some dogs, like I think larger dogs die early. Some right? humans die as babies. It's true. It's amazing. It's true. But anyway, I well, just no. didn't know, <laughs> and I was worried because you know, like really worried. Yeah. I just remember thinking like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to like just dating this guy. He's gonna just like we have a this dog's like in the hospital. There's like a pacemaker running, like. A pacemaker running? Do you mean a life support machine running? No, you, well, you can get a pacemaker for a dog. Like an external pacemaker? No, an inter- well, yeah, you just put it on the side. Oh, really? We can do what? It, oh my gosh. I'd, if you no, have sorry. money and a dog, I, I do not anything want to, that a human can have done... I, I am definitely not in extending uh, things life, be it person or animal. Well, that dog just magically turns into a puppy is what happens. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, so my parents had a dog and they paid for like a neurosurgeon to come in and put in a shunt from their brain wow. to their like spinal cord and it was like I'm... a twenty thousand dollar thing yeah wow well it's and, like and do you how... want your dog to die so, so what how, where's that dog now how, how's he doing uh, i believe they put that dog down <laughs> Sorry, I didn't love that, <laughs> but, uh... it's true <laughs> it's true <laughs> um well i I think that there were later were some more medical issues, but also right. was getting aggressive. Oh, maybe, man. yeah, maybe, that's, but not really. I don't. Anyhow, this is the thing that I have. I have just. Well, Cooper's still swallowed. alive. Oh right, so this now. dog. So this is, on our trip, I got to see Cooper, and I'm sure anyone who Cooper's doing fine. Anyone who follows me on social media, and if you don't, you should follow me on social at media. Mal Rays. At Malray's. At uh, I was posting a lot of Cooper pics. Um, but he's doing well. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, like, he's, he's, doesn't have a lot of teeth. Can't really bit, see. He's a little bit. Oh, can't hear. Sorry, yeah. he can't hear. He can see. Right. Um, a little bit, a little bit deaf. Um, but at this point, it's like, okay, Cooper is now old. Yeah. Like we're officially an but old. He still though. seems. He still seems pretty. Yeah, I mean, he's still around. He's sprite, hanging out. Yeah, sprightly. He knows. He knows the yard. He knows that I'm lovely. Yeah. Uh, my parents' other dog, or the middle of the three. We're not going to talk about this, are we? Okay. No. Uh, other funny thing that was um, okay, so I'm gonna talk about it. Um, so the middle dog that my parents have, they adopted, and well, I guess you adopt all dogs. Uh, you, you don't really birth dogs. <laughs> I guess I guess you could, you could have a dog who had yeah. puppies while you owned the dog. No, I but guess. your mom did fake a water birth, which is yeah, weird. no, they, it was creepy. Yeah, um, they could have drowned yeah, a puppy for yeah, a second, yeah, and then it just, and then just shot brought out. it up. Yeah. Um, kind of like Simba. Yeah, um, so to say, and they were playing the Lion King music. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's creepy, but it, it's kind of normal for the UK. <laughs> um, and then, so the middle one they adopted, and 
there's warm beer and and warm and, water bathing right uh, puppies. puppies. Um, and so the middle dog they, they got as a rescue from this other family, and Mia, the dog's name, uh, is very fickle. Um, she does not like Hampton. No, like, she does not at all. No. Apparently, she she doesn't like other people more. So she barks and runs away as soon as some people come in. Hampton, she just kind of like looks at warily. Yeah, it's um, taken a long time to yeah. get here. Uh, I she she but with me she's fine she cuddles with me I, she, even though I didn't know her that much. Um, yes, right. Yeah. So Mia, like two Cavalier King Charles, King Charles dogs, Cooper, who's older and very sweet and loving, then Mia, who looks at me like distrustingly. Which okay, when your mother-in-law loves dogs and she has dogs and one dog doesn't like you. That's basically a trope for, yeah. uh-oh, your mother-in-law is not going to like you because, you know, dogs see something. I think I saw that in the last Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, it's totally that thing, right? But it's real. But, but, your mom's best, one of her best friends, yeah. Mia, hates too. Yeah. So I felt pretty yeah. good. So and they're around like, much more. Free pass. Yeah, I got a little bit of free pass here. Uh, the other dogs were cool with. And yeah, I so really my like, parents have a super young black lab yeah. who just loves everyone and is a little bit of an idiot. Um, but, but she like, loves Hampton. But Hampton doesn't like her. No. Okay, wait. Well, okay. So this dog has a tail that is like a giant. This is now the youngest. Is the youngest? It's a giant dog, though. Giant. This is right. a like. So they have two. Really this is a tiny horse dogs that's walking around right. the place, and it has a tail that I would only say is like a. If you just took your arm and just started whipping it back and forth, but and they have at, a very low. No, it's it's a coffee table height. They have a coffee table height coffee table. In front of their couch, and they always try to bring us wine, which is great. I love but in your parents. Stemware. In stemware, and the dog is walking around with this arm, like tail, but this arm just fucking flailing. And I'm always like, oh, oh. no, everyone is. Everyone as is. Soon as, as soon as Izzy starts walking around, everyone like leans yeah, over. This tail is just ready to destroy, and she'll just stand there, and I'll be like, boom, 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 just hitting shit, like, and kind of is unaware. So you know what I'm saying. Is just chop it the fuck oh, off real fast. No. Okay, uh, Izzy doesn't know she has a tail clearly because it'll it, just like it's part of the fucking spine, dude. Yeah, but that doesn't. That means it has nerves in it and shit. Are you coming as a biologist? That's like the crap. I mean, her bundles just, are I'm different just, than nerves. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it. Yeah, but her tail is just knocking against shit all the time, and it must hurt, because it sounds like it hurts. It's like her tail's just, like, whacking hard, and she can't help it. It's all autonomic. But she's so happy all the time. Anyhow, okay, so, this middle dog Mia, though, the little one who's just... I've been working hard. We, yeah. We're not... I mean, so I lived in the UK for, like, two and a half years, something like that, and, like... During that time, we hung out a lot of your parents' house, and I tried with Mia to warm up, like, whatever. And every time I come back... You know, this time was much better, right? So we were there three weeks yeah. ago, and Mia's, like, not super angry I'm there. Yeah. She almost will let me pet her, like, but then she'll realize it's somebody else, and then just like, nope. Okay, so we met Michael's brother's girlfriend. Sorry, it's a whole... Mm-hmm. My future sister-in-law. Right. Because he's not going to do any better, and unless he screws up, he should marry this woman. So we hadn't met her yet, like, Michael's younger brother... So we're like, okay, finally, like, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> we start joking about how Mia hates both of us, 
and any stranger and she's like I'm on a mission to make me a like me and I was like haha you just try it it's taken me eight years and I still can't give me it so it was like the the the, the what do you call the spouses not spouses spouses in-laws yeah I'm like the in-laws the I don't know laws. there should be a word for that like who the kids are married to mm-hmm. cause cause they have a, like I have a special bond with Shay like my sister-in-law yeah yeah, yeah. Hampton's brother's wife and I really 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 like Holly she's awesome um so we're like talking about this we leave a week later there's a video she has successfully cracked Mia yeah. there is a video of Mia up on her lap licking her face I was enraged yep yeah. it was pretty this it was... will not stand yeah. Holly and I are now enemies because she I know. got Mia I know and so now we're booking flights. Yeah, I gotta like, I gotta yeah. get there. Yeah, it was pretty uh, crazy. Another crazy thing that happened at my parents' house oh. is the farm. Because what I just told that story was crazy. That was off the hook. Off the hooks. Hashtag off the hooks. Mad lads. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that happened. So my parents back onto a farm, and I didn't realize this was a thing. But is that a sexual euphemism? No. Shooting season began the oh, day yeah. or like the Saturday we were in oh, in my, my parents' house. So, do you remember this as a kid? I ve- I don't remember shooting season. Okay, okay, just like right. I remember guns. Like you go back, go back to your story. Sorry, yeah, just, no, I was curious myself. No, because this is you know I heard guns from my bedroom window as a child. Um, Detroit. That's racist. Um, no. Uh, so. The, so, we were the farmer is like, we're having breakfast. Oh, sorry, we weren't having breakfast with the farmer. The farmer sells tickets to the shooting season. And, um, like, the first day of it. And we're eating breakfast, and all of a sudden we hear all this shooting. And what happens is, they ship in little tiny birds from France. They put them in the field behind my parents' house, like, the, like a week before. Feed them and get them. And then... Basically, like, rich people pay to come and shoot these birds on the first, like, uh, on the hunting, like, it was the, the whatever, the 9th of September. It, it was crazy. These birds were, like, trying to flee into my parents' backyard. Yeah, they did. There was a, a big, giant French pheasant, like, yeah. flew into their yard. I am, I am just, like, so weirded out. And my parents were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird. And I'm like, yes, it's really, really weird that you would pay. It's, like, 2,000, 3,000 pounds. Yeah, it's not cheap. To, like, bring your gun and get driven around this field. I mean, it, I, I call it a field. It's not, like, a football field size. It's, like, massive. No, it's bigger, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, kill them, and then the farmer, like, charges an extra fee to, like, dress them for you. So, like, yeah. you Which, can pick them up. hilariously, dressing means undressing the bird. It does. It does. Take the feathers yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, let me... Okay, so first of all, a couple things about your story that I want to... Ooh, expand upon. Expand upon only because, like, I feel like some of our uh, American people, and I don't know if British people would understand, like, the picture you're painting here. Because I feel like your parents' housing situation is not... It's odd to me, at least. I still don't know anything. It's definitely not a posh place. It is a posh place? No, it's not. I don't think it's like a... It's not like they live on, like, a farm themselves in the middle of nowhere. No. Okay. Well, talk, I think a, your parents live in a very nice place. That is yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not a, but not, it's, a, it's like a housing complex. Well, we call it a suburb. It's basically a housing development. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. done in the like late '90s kind of thing. Right. And so it's housing development, uh, and they have a yard that I would say is like four meters by ten meters. What? It's so European. 
Well, what is that for our American listeners? I am not. Okay, but that's a whole other rant. We're just gonna. I'm gonna use meters and Celsius my life, and everybody else can just f off. Yeah. Um. So, I'm gonna be part of the solution. I'm not gonna <laughs> let fucking oh, nativist, goddamn Americans bully people into not using the system everybody else uses. Anyhow, and if you don't know what ten meters by four meters is, just kind of stretch your arms out. That's about a meter. That's a little longer than a meter. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. I don't know what size you are. Um, <laughs> it's like a yard. Yeah. Like that a is ten by... Uh, a yard. That, okay. That's so anyway, but it's like a lovely little, I would say, green manicured. Like an American grass. Just in the, like, it's a grassy little plot of land kind of thing. A backyard that's like... But this, like, four meters by ten kind of thing. And then right behind it are a little bit of trees. I think you might call it a thicket. Is that kind of thicket? It could be, yeah. You okay, a couple trees, a, a thin, thin amount of trees, and then just like some dirt. Yeah, and it's like far away. You can see some trees. Uh, sometimes they're growing stuff in that field, but mostly it just looks like a but dirt. The, the trees field. that you described far away, yeah, <laughs> are the other side. That's also a field, and he was growing some tree trees. Shit. Oh. Yeah. Um, so when I grew up, that was. Um, like canola plant, mm-hmm. like the yellow stuff, um, in the far one, yeah, and then in, seed. in the UK it's called rapeseed. I get rapeseed. I get that trigger not, warning. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 that is a weird term. Even saying and growing up, it was weird. Um, why are they getting out? I don't, I don't know. Anyhow, um, that's canola, why I call canola's it. lovely. Canola oil. Canola's lovely. Um, so the far one was canola. So he planted something else. I like canola. Was closer also. Uh, sometimes that was also. Yeah, when I so I think they they they've left it fallow a couple of for times. a while. Yes, yeah. even there. Anyhow, so that's that's their backyard situation. But also, I like that um, your family just says the farmer, oh, which yeah. sounds like Peter Rabbit to me. It does so right? much. Yeah. Like I don't know this guy's name. I've never met him, but there was like. I was talking to the farmer, yeah, and it's all in like capital letter, or like sorry, the T is capitalized, and the <laughs> F is capitalized. Like it's it like the farmer brought in pigeons, and, and I'm like, a, I can only like, it's only trap. It's like sorry, it's suspenders, and there's no head. It's just like his work work gear. Suspenders? Well, like a, a farmer like, wears suspenders? Yeah, with like a not not jeans. Oh, like dungarees, like waiters. Yeah, yeah, like waiters. Oh, okay. Wait, waiters. No, he doesn't wear a waiter. Is what you're saying? Um, no, it's so I haven't, I haven't met the wait. I haven't met the farmer. Sorry, the farmer. See, right? I haven't met the farmer, and and all I know uh, in my head, he now holds a gun because he does shoot. We've and heard- then I'm assuming he wears like barber jackets and like has a like a, a flat cap or something. I don't. I've never met him though. Anyhow, I just think your parents' life's really weird. Yeah, but yeah, it's like they have like a windy road, kind of like. Yeah. Suburb, suburb housing development. Yeah, with cute little like brick houses, all roughly combinations of the same, but very British looking. And it's like double the size of the village, I think, when they built it. Roughly. Oh yeah. So Swayze is the village it's in, and then like they put this little housing estate on the side, and like <laughs> triple the size of this old little village. Yeah. So that's yeah. Really anyway, I just think it's and then yeah, so this little green manicured lawn, like. That we'd go have barbecues in like a bird flew in yeah, it. It was it trying is. to escape. And it jumped, by the way. They have it a little yeah. they have I like mean, a four foot fence in the back. Like not very tall. I don't know what's keeping out. I don't know. Oh, like dogs getting out. 
is what it is. Okay, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but then like this thing just jumps over it. Yeah. It was like a, it's maybe uh. See, I use feet for this. What would be this? In... It meters like a third of a meter. <laughs> third. It's it's like a foot tall. Anyhow. Yeah. Uh, and it like just jumps straight up four yeah. feet and lands on the inside. It's not like it's flapping its wings either, no, like some sort just, of like yeah, chicken it must have like really strong legs. Yeah, it just like boink, and then yeah. I thought it would be like you know, yeah, like chickens can kind of jump. Yeah, yeah, feet, yeah, right? yeah. Like, like and they're like fly. flapping. Yeah. it's just like this a was just like a. Boink. And I saw it. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, and then it kind of walks along, and me and his mom are like, stay inside. It's fine. Just hide here. <laughs> no, right? You just stay stay on this side of the fence. They can't get you on this Wait, side of the fence. It's like well, you're watching a horror movie. Like this is the this is the last girl in yeah. the horror movie, the jumping over the fence, <laughs> running into safety, and you're like, yes, yes, and then, and then she starts to run up the stairs, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? The pheasant ran back oh, wait, into you the try, field. You try the front door you for half a second. Yeah. You're like, I give up. Yeah. Oh no, my gosh. Then, Okay, it like ran like a meter. Yeah. Same meter. No, it ran four meters. It ran to the other side of the lawn. I don't think it went that far. Anyhow, and then it just gives up and jumps back over. We're like, yeah. no! No, stop it! We'll Come take back. care of you. We'll, we'll take care of you and eat you. Yeah. I no, was I saying if we let the dogs out, I could make... I don't want to... Wait, would you dress it? Or yeah, you, absolutely like, I would. Jeez, no. I've watched, look, I've watched MasterChef enough times to know I do not want to gut anything. Okay, look, I don't want to gut one. This isn't like no, a okay, top 10 sorry, things I'm I want to do. I'm saying Walking Dead situation... I will do it. Well, I don't want to, but if somebody's going to shoot this thing... I'm not like Mark Zuckerberg. I'd rather not pay for it. Well, wait, nor would I go and pay $2,000 for the chance to murder it for fun. that's so fucked up, right? It's just like, there's a million things they could be doing. For that same price, they could be at a five-star restaurant. Yep. A three-star restaurant, for example. They could be donating money. They could... Who wants to do that? I know, you don't need to in socialist countries. Nope. But... Yeah, no, it's so messed up. Um, anyway, what else do we do? Oh, uh, world's best bars. Mm. Talk about that a little bit. So we've been, um, to, we've been to a couple. Yeah. So um, so we went to Dead Rabbit, um, which is the number one rated bar in the world according wait, to. Corey, yeah, there we go. You gotta worlds50bestbars.com, and because anybody can name the world's best bar. Well, theoretically, you could put on a oh, sign oh, right, in right, front right, of right, this right. A yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We have the best in the whole yeah. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, These are some legit this, lists. Yeah. There's a couple of them. Yeah, and like, sure, this is one of them. Uh, so there are basically two we used. Uh, there's Tales of the Cocktail. Um, which is a conference you can go to yeah, in, in New Orleans. New Orleans, in, like, which I want to go. We've never been, but... It's for industry like, kind of people Yeah, it's only and, bartenders who go and, and bar owners and stuff. But, I mean, you can also go as a civvy yeah. and just, like, get drunk with them and hang out and... Um, like probably get free drinks at some other bar. Oh yeah, some other time. That's um, what I'm hoping. So yeah, yeah. So there's that one, and then there's worlds50bestbars.com. Um, and so worlds50bestbars.com has their 2016 list, and the top five bars in the world are number one, Dead Rabbit. Uh, number two is the Savoy. It's the American bar. At Wait, the Savoy. first one's New York. Second one's London. Third one's London. Fourth one's London. Fifth one's back in New York. Um, and they're actually coming out with their 2017 list in um, a f- like a week or so. It's on October the 5th. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, but we're like, okay, we live in New York. We're going to London. Um, you none of the Paris ones we went to? They, they were in the top 50 somewhere. Okay. And I'll, yeah, I can talk about them. Um, Sorry, because... There are a couple in Paris that we went to that were really, really good. 
Um, and yeah. the top five, though, were in split between London and New York, and so we're in London, and we're like, okay, let's like check off the top five. Um, so we went to the top of the five, we went to the three in London, so it's the American Bar at the Savoy in London, uh, Dandelion, which is in the Mondrian, it's mm. on the South Bank, and the Connaught Bar in the Connaught Hotel, um, just east of Hyde Park, near Grosvenor Square-ish. Um, I thought they were all good. My, I was really disappointed in the number two, the American Bar at the Savoy. Mm. Um, the Savoy has a very, very... Um, Wait, it's an experience. It is an experience. You would recommend people to go. Sure. Not, yes, right, I mean, right, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you... Yeah. Um, Whether or not it should it quite is, be the best bar in the world. Second, yeah. Second. Because um, like, apparently Dead Rabbit only overtook it last year or the year before. Um, so wait, I think we both agree Dead Rabbit for best bar in the world is maybe a good call. I think Dead Rabbit is the best it, bar in the world. Yeah. The, the, I think I've been to. Right. The, like, I think we were both like, okay... I can Espe- see why so I getting to the second floor, by the way, that's the whole thing you have to wait for. Yeah. The like salon or something or they call it the lounge. Yeah, yeah. It's the second floor. Or if you're European first floor. Uh, <laughs> like no, that's the that's yeah. where you go and like you will have we've haven't done better yet. Yeah. So um Yeah. But so. these other ones maybe there's a lot of toss up. I feel like I don't have a clear number two. Well, I mean I'm guessing that, like... Okay, so... The American Bar at the Savoy has a lot of uh, prestige. Uh, mm. Like, it's been going since, like, 19... Like, maybe Chir- even 1800s. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's like Churchill, Judy Garland. Like, yeah. the oh, photos on the walls of people who've been there is, like... It's... Um, and it's... It is and very have, 1950s sorry, classic. we have the Savoy cocktail book. Yeah, it's, it's one of the classic. most famous cocktail books, yeah. Um... The service absolutely was amazing. great. Like very um, not uh, French, but it is almost though. Like yeah, very like buttoned up. Yeah, the guy was like a white um jacket with like like a, no sorry like a cream jacket, white shirt, black bow tie, like a waistcoat. Um, yeah, like oh how very can formal. I help you? There's a there's a fancy like, piano player who was yeah. doing who's great actually probably yeah. one of the best. Yeah. Like, he was doing La La Land songs as yeah, well yeah, yeah. as like the old standards and like like if you watch La La Land you're like I wish you could go to the bar with that level of pianist was yeah. playing that's the Savoy um, no that that was great but the they were trying to do some creative cocktails the menu was beautiful I think every oh, place we went to had a menu great menu these days they, all these bars have realized that a menu yeah. gets you a lot of buy-in yeah. uh, the cocktails we ordered off the menu were okay. And they tried doing some, like, uh, platings. Like, a lot of the fanciest bars in the world, they do, like... Um, and I, I, I love it. They do some kind of, like... You know, I think uh, the Savoy, there was a gear kind of thing. It looked mm-hmm. like it was about the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, so there was yeah. a gear so, with a mirror on it. So the menu, um, um, very briefly, is uh, a trip through England. So, well, sorry, a trip through the UK. So you start off on the south coast in Kent. You go to London, and it's like... Art Deco-ish, and then you go to, like, Nottingham Forest, and then it's forest-themed cocktails, and then you go to, like, the Pennines, and then it's all Industrial Revolution, so you get, like, a lot of cogs and a lot of, like, smoky things. Um, and, like, the cocktails were co- a couple of them if you ordered them right. I mean, obviously, they would do classics, because that was their whole shtick anyway. Yeah, yeah. But they would come... Like, the cog was made of wood, and, like, it was kind of cracking a little bit. And, like, yeah. there was some... The cocktails themselves weren't... 
They were uh, super great. They were they were they were good. They were good. They weren't great. They weren't great. Like um, pretty much everybody else in the top five had better cocktails. Yes, like I easy. Agree. But um, you get all this thing, and you're like looking at a picture behind you, and you're like in this exact same seat, yeah. like Frank Sinatra sat, yeah. or the Queen came yeah. once, like the cachet. Is. It's just every famous person ever before 1980, yeah. and probably after, yeah. has been there, and it's, and it's super fun. Um, it, was, it was a it was a very historic experience, yeah. and uh, I felt very fancy doing it. Yes. But then again, we went to the Connacht, which is a Connacht, Connacht. Which is a uh, part of Ireland, weirdly. It is. Uh, but it's in yeah. London in a schmancy hotel in the schmanciest area of London. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, in a way, fancier. Yeah. Definitely. So this like, was number four in the world. Yeah. Which I put in a t-shirt. Yeah. I think I did have a jacket. It was just hot out, so I kept taking my jacket off, and then I just had a t-shirt on, which... Yeah. Um, and, uh... Oh, wait, can I make my joke, or is that too, too, on, too on the nose? I, I don't know which joke you're my Connacht. No, okay, my joke about Connacht was it was like flying first class on Aeroflot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am so glad that uh, I am not a Brexit type of person. I'm glad that we have such a different people in London. But it's funny, every single server there was clearly Russian or Ukrainian, some uh, near, near language Polish, there. Yeah. Uh, um, and it really- was so, they were so formal. So perfect, and it was just like the kind of like bowing with a tray kind of thing. Yeah. I would say it was like the the drinks attitude. were really good. I really enjoyed them. Inventive and yeah, different. Yeah. That um, and it's funny that was more formal and more inventive, yeah. which is interesting because you're like, oh, that's you wouldn't yeah. think. You would think formal, less inventive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the drinks, uh, they, they they were separated by like it was like earth, air, wind, and. Uh, yeah, they separate out the menus. Yeah. Fire and water. And the fire ones weren't spicy because this is the UK. They were like <laughs> um, uh, almost uh, like lava. Like um, they had like charcoal. Oh, in yeah, there was charcoal. Were, like, like full like, out charcoal. Yeah, yeah. It was like black colored. And it was, yeah. I liked they it. They were really good. I really liked it. The cocktails were really good there. Um, but definitely like Art Deco ish. Um, yeah, cool. Dandelion, I think, was my favorite. Um, so that also won best hotel bar at the Spirited Tales of the Tales of the Cocktail Tales, yeah, whatever. Tale of the Cocktail Awards. Um, it's on the South Bank. That was I love the interior. Um, Hampton was less on the so interior. Whole other place. Yeah, you look out straight over the Thames, like yeah. like uh, I mean, like St. Paul's, yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. And people are like walking past the window, which I thought was really fun. Yeah, we were sitting, and it's like everybody's. There were, like, joggers, people walking home yeah. along the Thames. Like, it was very, like, yeah. very, very, very central London. Yeah. And, uh, no, I really liked it. I didn't, the cocktails, I didn't so they were, uh, it was in one of those almost field note-sized books. And separated again by weird arbitrary distinctions. All of them were very, um, so it's called Modern Botany, or, sorry, uh, the mm. tagline is modern, modern Botany. botany yeah. And they did have a kind of theme of weird vegetal stuff um I really like those um so those were and then we went to Attaboy last night actually yeah which um, is here in New York so that was our final in the w- <laughs> final one of the top five yeah before the new list comes out and we did um, it in one month do we pull it off I think we pulled it off in one month all five yeah. top all top five bars in the, the world. world we did in one month which just cause we got lucky that we live in New York and went to yeah. London 
and obviously it's skewed. I think that they're probably that is clearly a bias think, yeah. in the list. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't actually feel that there's no better place in the world, but still, for a weird thing to check off your list, we we did pull off a thing that we didn't. Yeah. Think, like that's where we kind of went last night. We were like, yeah. Or Michael's been like, okay, if we do this, yeah. Like a, have a couple. You drinks. know, you got to set yourself goals. Yeah, Attaboy was great. Uh, Attaboy was great. Um, so really it's made by the Milk and Honey people. If you went to Milk and Honey in New York a bit ago, um, they don't have a menu, so they ask you what you're feeling like. Yeah, we like sat down, and the guy's like, "So what'd you like? Can you give me any?" Yeah. And we we're like, "Even so, so, we obviously we go to fancy bars, right? This is our whole thing. I've never had a place like not give me anything to Wait, look at." Milk and Honey used to do that as well. Do they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, like, and I was like, "Okay." okay this is that kind of level. And they're going to ask, like, spirit forward or not. So that means just, like, straight booze or not. Or roughly. Well, it's usually spirit or citrus. Yeah. And I'm like, spirit forward. He's yeah. usually, like, citrus. Um, well, for my thoughts, usually. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, what types of base liquors do you like? You know, gin, vodka. Yeah, bitter, vegetable. Yeah. I guess we're giving a mini guide on what to do in these situations. Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, vegetableness, fruitiness. They want to yep. know. Um, bitter. I have to say no bitter and no spicy. Yeah. Because I don't like bitter or spicy as much as I try. Yeah. But, well, um, but then... Wait, I like spicy. I just find a cocktail as soon as it's spicy. I just... It blasts me every time. And this, I is, this is what I feel about though, spicy food in America. Like, spicy okay. food in America is just like... But bitter does the same thing for me. It blasts out all flavors. Yeah. I'm like... They're like, oh, I put a little Campari in this. And I'm like, yep, not going to be able to taste it. Yeah. Not going to be able to taste anything else. My like brain just registers yeah. the flavor so high that I like can't taste anything else. I want to be like you could put a drop of bitter, yeah. But whatever, maybe it should be like whatever amount of bitter you normally put in, just take it down to a tenth, yeah. And then I'd probably like it, and I would taste it. I, I feel like, and if people don't like spicy. I always, always want to, so yeah. I always want to ask people to put on like so much sriracha and shit. Like, they don't do you taste much. any flavors? Apart from the sriracha, or is it just like, sorry, if I put ketchup on shit, I don't taste anything but ketchup, and I'm fine with that. Like, I don't have a chip with or like a fry with ketchup on it because I want to taste the fry. Really? I want to taste the ketchup. Or like, yeah. if I douse vinegar on something or HP sauce, you want to taste vinegar? Yeah. Wait, so much, why don't you just eat vinegar then? It'd be much better for your diet. I mean, you eat salt. I, I do eat I salt. Mean, yeah. So I'm I'm a living. If we had of vinegar this. in our house, I would totally do that. Really? I, I sip teaspoons of it. Like, um, <sighs> um, no, so Attaboy was great. Um, the cocktails were on point yeah. and definitely what I asked for without having a menu. So, like, I feel like I could have asked for anything and I would have gotten exactly what I wanted. However, a couple of the ones we ordered, I had made a home or, like, yeah, had made a variation of home and, like, that... For me, it was a little, like, shrug. Well, let's be clear. If you're listening to this, you probably haven't made these things at home. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe. But, like, I mean... So, it's, uh, sorry. Bijou, uh, so, Bijou, like I got a Hyde Park Swizzle for one of mine. Yeah. Um, and it was just, like, I asked for something gin-forward with, like, citrus, and I got that. And, and they were great. Yeah. But they well, were made... traditional. Like, they, they were less they inventive, were classics. maybe. Yeah. yeah, more classics, Definitely. less Definitely inventive. Classics. Like, there was no uh, weird charcoal infused, right? Sure, or like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. craziness, um, or like the smells of the rainforest. Sure, it was more like, which 
I it was it was great. Like I, I no, yeah, it was I don't, a gorgeous I don't, interior. Yeah, well. it's and the service was really great. So. Yeah, so it was great. Um, also in Paris, we went to two places who were also on the list: Little Red Door and Candelaria. If you're going to Paris, you should totally go to those. They're right uh, a. Bl- a block away from each other. I was doing air quotes. I realized you can't see that. Block, yeah. um, but uh, like on the street over, uh, Candelaria is in the back of a taco diner type place or like a place like that. Yeah, really, really great cocktails. Um, all really interesting, inspired by like Mexican lore and stuff. Yeah. And you can spin like a little spinner if you can't decide on the front of the menu. Uh, little Red Door had gorgeous menu, absolutely beautiful. And everything was named after, like, um, architecture types, I guess. And so, like, I got a brutalism, and Hampton got a modernism, and then we got a primitivism, and then it was really, really interesting. Their their take on how do you boil down cocktails to something more... Abstract. uh, Yeah. Um, And the brutalism... Yeah, it was amazing. It came in like a, uh, a concrete cylinder with like deep fried flowers on top, and it was. Yeah, those are pretty good. Actually. Yeah, um, they taste they taste like deep fried. Yeah, so I was into it. And the cocktails, both that and in Candelario, really, really good. Well, I feel um, like if there's a lesson from us, you should always drink fancy things. Yes. Or sorry, if you're gonna drink, you should drink fancy things, and you should always drink fancy things. Yeah. Wait. Therefore, what is that? you should always drink A B D yeah. F T. Always be drinking fancy things. Exactly. ABDFT. If you're gonna do the liver damage, do it right. Right, exactly. And always do the liver damage. Always. Always. Alright, folks. Well, this is end of episode three. If yeah. you have any complaints, email malrays at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you have any compliments, email hcatlin at gmail.com. Uh, well, this is. <laughs> This has been a great. This has been a great episode. Really, catch you on the flip side. Yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, and if you want to keep making these, uh, seriously, email H. Oh my gosh, you're doing my mother goodbye. Like, my, like a British goodbye is like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. We're saying goodbye right now. Okay, no, like, oh right, I'll see you. Yep, see you soon. And then if you want to chat, uh, okay, we'll chat again soon. And then you can like, find me on Instagram at H. Catlin. And you can find me on Twitter with H. Catlin. I'm on Signal as H. Catlin. I'm on Instacart as H. Catlin. And if you have any complaints, Malray's at Twitter. Malray's, Malray's at, at Twitter. Instagram. Yeah. Malray's at Gmail. Great job. All right. Go do something useful over the day. Bye.